Uh, Wait, what's that giant thing coming off of your oh! Uh That is the Vortex Impact 4000. What does it do? It doesn't shoot a uh, invisible laser out of it. Yeah. <laughs> the people are mad about it, too. Now, it's a, a well, weapons-mounted rangefinder. Does it even meet the qualifications of one? <laughs> weapons-mounted rangefinder. Can it even slash, range a two-MOA target? Slash. Low contrast? <laughs> less than ideal conditions? What uh, are your requirements, his, uh, So, his side of the world. like it's, it's very funny to always watch the different reactions to stuff we put out. Uh, we put out the uh, reel of the unboxing. Everybody from my side of the world, which is long range shooters, hunters, you know, that's oh, much AKA it. people who actually use their shit versus <laughs> yes. if we're going to go back to the last one, the, fa- the fantasy footballers of the gun world. <laughs> so, mill spec fags. Everybody, you know, my side of the spectrum are just like, that's fucking awesome. You know, they're all excited. But it's a practical tool that I can actually use in my day to day life. It seems like he had a very different experience. Oh, is it even going to work in the end of the world? <laughs> I just, you know, I, I, I always know what's happening in your your uh, E-world, <laughs> your fantasy world, your fantasy league, <laughs> based off of the memes you're putting out. Oh, I know. And I, I'm just like, oh. The, the tactical facts. Well, I was expecting it because the reality is so, I mean, I don't even know if Miles knows this because he's off in his own little fantasy world. All uh, the time. <laughs> is the only thing really like on the market right now that does that are like $10,000. Like there's the Mars LC, which is the new one. You have the MRXF, which these are all the new ones, but then the older one, the Raptor, those are ten grand. But they also do like night vision shit. Which yeah. Is, Our illuminators and whatnots. But they're ten I grand. I eyeball it. Right? It's close enough. You don't need no, a range it. finder for a 30 no. out six. By God. I was laughing so hard at all the people in the comments on different videos. So, I can't wait to put one on my 308. And I'm like, you're going to fucking need it, you know? <laughs> but, you're going uh, to shoot the 400. Yeah. <laughs> That's what most of them are probably going to wind up doing. It's but, great. Um, so anyway, this product comes out, and this is... Something that him and I have both been bitching about for since as long as we've known each other. Yes. Yes. Because, yeah. you know, the whole radius thing, which would they have seen the 12 minute talk before this? Yes. About the radius versus. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, the whole radius thing, great. Just needed to be updated or need to be made again. Uh, literally just been probably one of our, other than FD Leopold Mark 5s, it's probably our other biggest complaints. Like, why no one's fucking doing this? Yes. Okay. The Raptor and all that shit. Like, it's really cool, but it's really fucking expensive. And I'm sitting here like, you know, we got these badass rangefinders nowadays. Like, almost everybody's doing rangefinders and rangefinder binos that do ballistics on board. Take the environmentals on board, stuff like that. And it's always around close to $2,000. Like, most of the yeah. ones that do ballistics on board and they have the environmentals on board and everything, it's close to $2,000. I'm like... Just turn it sideways. Put a fucking mount. Pick a titty mount to it. What are you doing? What are we doing here? Uh, finally, uh, when I say finally, I would be willing to bet they probably were working on this same time they were. What's that scope called? The XM. 
157. That yeah. ha- it, it has to be. I'm sure they probably built the X and 157 and adapted the stuff or something. I'm sure this was probably developed within that budget. And there's like, oh, they want this other thing, so let's just put this out to public. Yeah. It, it, this is speculation. We don't fucking know. Well, because the reality is, like, even if you, even if you save up, save, pinch your pennies and get one of the ten thousand dollars ones, first of all, that's like the worst place to have something mounted that is like valuable. Yes, it's gonna yeah. get beat the fuck, beat to shit. You know, banging yes. around on stuff. Um, yep. Second of all, I I just have a hard time with technology, even with thermals and any of that stuff. Like you know, going into it, you're buying this. It's gonna be obsolete in a few years and not be worth near as much. Like here's what you paid for it. And so if you're if you're not actively using it, like for those three years that you know, squeezing the value out of it, it's kind of a pointless buy. And I mean, let's be honest. Like nowadays, even fucking optics. You said about optics. Like, yeah. <clears throat> by next year, like this may not even be. Well, I don't know. It's fucking Leopold. They'll ride this one out. But I was say, but like most rifles and like optics, like yeah, they might not be the the newest shit, but like it's still pretty good. But I know in five years that even this thing is going to be. It, Who it, knows what yeah. we're going to be in five years? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a lot more in integrated systems, like rangefinder, optic, everything. Yeah, in five five years, definitely ten years, definitely ten years, you'd be looking at like the barrier to entry will be much cheaper, and you'll have like you know the rangefinder and the scope integrated, but we'll probably still be running a generic scope range because whatever. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. uh, I mean, I, you know, people are going to ask how much because you get on, like always, you know, maybe you can explain this to me. You get on Vortex's website, they have this image marked at like $4,000. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, the MSRP, man. Yeah. And then they'll sell it to you. Y'all are in the, you got the store. You know how that works. Yeah, they'll but put I, a price I, never, online. I never have understood why Vortex in particular. A three the, grand. Oh, three grand. Yeah. Well, that's still a thousand more when it costs. Vortex in particular, like you look through all their shit on the website, it's always like a thousand more dollars. And I was like, well, it's it's a retail. <laughs> if you buy direct from them, they don't have the staff built up for that. So they're overcharging the crap out of you. Well, there's a, there's a lot of people who, you know, dealers and stuff that want to have that big margin baked right. in and might actually sell some at 3,000. Uh, whereas, you know, there's a lot of stores are just like, well, okay, what are they going for online? Like what's the bottom of the map? Right. Why do we go there? But yeah, I don't, I don't understand why they do it. I mean, but at least they put a price. Maybe there's a tax, some kind of like back end tax reason. Like, oh, our inventory is overstated right. by. Probably. For sure. Insurance reasons. Hell yeah. Uh, but you can expect to pay somewhere around $2,000. Yeah, and I, I think because a lot of people said the last uh, was it the Fury binos that those sold out real quick, and then people were selling them for more. So you, I think these you're probably going to see them because they're moving pretty fast online from everybody I've seen. Uh, they might jump up a little bit in the meantime, but yeah, I, I know we're, sell, we're selling them for two grand. I bet they go to twenty five hundred pretty quick. Is yeah. what and you know, I can't imagine from Vortex standpoint like you you know like they'll probably. Come up with the idea, and they'll probably send out to a few like beta testers and shit like that. Somebody, you know, some of these people had them for a while, and they'll probably like you know get their thoughts and everything else. And but you still don't know, and they have to order this shit, yeah, I mean, ahead of time. Yeah. So they probably didn't like go too crazy, but they probably got a fair amount based off reactions I've seen. Uh, they're going to sell quite a few of them. Is it you know? 
again, based off of like what you're getting in this package on board ballistics and everything else, uh, price points right on for me. I mean, obviously, obviously if it was cheaper, it'd be fucking great, but that's yeah. just not the world we live in. I mean, that's just reality. The situation is like, you have a lot of technology right here in this little box. Uh, I'm, I'm actually amazed they got it down that cheap. Yeah. I kind of, exp- I was kind of, you know, after seeing it and I was looking at the price because dealers get their shit a little bit early. I'm just like, this can't be right. I was a little bit nervous. Yeah. Like, what no? about the reliability and stuff on that? But, I mean, it looks pretty sharp. It is kind of bulky, as you can tell. But, it, you know, we compared it to the radius the last video. I don't. We don't have the Raptor here. Uh, it's not really any different. I mean, yes, there's some going to be a little bit thinner profile. But weight-wise, this thing doesn't really weigh much. It's some sort of... Oh, what do you call this? Like a polycarbonate. It's not a yeah. nylon. It's uh, I don't know. Composite type material. Like, I've already dropped it a few times. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it hasn't broke off yet. You no. Good. No, I haven't torn up yet. It's probably going to be okay. And especially by the time we get back from this hunt, you'll probably know, like, if it's going to be okay. Now, the only thing that, uh, I'll go ahead and say the only thing I'd probably change I'd like to see some some sort of different mounting system. Yeah, the half-inch nuts, it's pretty generic. Like most of your one-piece mounts still rocking half-inch nuts, which I don't know why, whatever. Uh, I'd like something, not so much a QD, but something a little bit quicker. Because like fitting this into any kind of rifle <laughs> case is probably going to be a pain in the ass. Well, I have one that'll work, but it's freaking gargantuan. Yeah. One of the big, hard, uh, hard plastic ones. And then, like, we talked about I don't, one of the podcasts, how many I'm going to end up with. At least one more. But Well, that, that was going to be my question. <laughs> how easy is that to line up and just, like, when you're swapping, do you swap that between rifles? How many profiles can you save in that? This, so, we're, it's going to take a full-on whole other podcast to really deep dive the ballistics and the app, but we'll yeah. quickly get into it. It has 10 profiles in. Yeah. Uh, and you have... I discovered in the app, you know, you can program this without your app. Like, this is its own standalone unit, but the app makes it much faster. Way easier, yeah. You know, because you're stuck to certain buttons. Yeah. You have to leave 10 profiles in the app, which is kind of weird, because I'm all, like, trying to delete it. Like, it does, the app thing is a whole other conversation for because I'm, you know, a little bit of a Neanderthal. But you can store 10 profiles, and it comes preloaded with uh, factory profiles that you can edit. You know, like, we got ours early, as many other manufacturers did. Uh, and obviously, I had to get one immediately and start playing with it. But For sure. this remote and this unit is on their own, like, separate server. Yeah. And you could not connect the remote to this. Now, I couldn't anyways. Now, again, I'll get into that a little bit later. Could have been something I was doing. Most likely. <laughs> now... You could not, <coughs> they didn't release the, <coughs> excuse me, they didn't release the app um, portion of this till the 28th. Yeah. So I couldn't do nothing but by hand. I got in there and took one of their regular profiles and just changed it to what I was shooting. Uh, it's not. Crazy hard, but it takes a little time. It's almost like doing shit on your Kestrel, like like playing Snake. Yeah, you know, it's, it's very slow. slow go. You got to push the buttons in the right yes. order and hold yes. them down. And, 
Yeah, now, it's it, annoying. As far as it, you know, intuitive design, and everything else, it's pretty freaking simple. Yeah. Like it's pretty. They make it pretty easy to use. To to me, like you know, the most confusing part of this was the app, and I'll get into that again later. Uh, but like, if you're just going to take it and turn it on and like go set one of the profiles again. Vortex does a fantastic job on their like instructions and their boxing, integrating the instructions, like telling you when to look at the instructions, and everything else like yeah. that. Do a great job, and if you can't figure it out, like, I mean, Daniel probably couldn't figure this out. Yeah, well, Daniel's <laughs> He's little a white Daniel's little short, fat fingers probably couldn't push them buttons. But he's midget hands. Well, I think it's more along the lines he won't take the time to learn stuff. And if I could figure this out. I feel like most people anybody, can. Anybody can figure uh, it out. Because I am very tech, not savvy. So yeah, pretty intuitive design, pretty easy to manipulate, even without the app. And uh, you know, once you set it up, you don't have to have the app anymore. Just the app allows you to do other things. And like I said, it's integrated into like their own little server, so they're p- constantly pushing out updates and everything else. Yeah. So I was able to run it before they released. You know, added so it's GeoBallistics app. Uh, you can sync in that one range finder and some other stuff but they didn't release that till the 28th and that morning like oh actually at midnight on the 27th i got up and checked it so you were awake at midnight no 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 i woke up to just for that yes and they hadn't (laughs) they didn't they didn't uh push it through till like see i was up there working and i checked my phone at like i think 9 a.m yeah Yeah, because everybody they they had a beta version of the app that I'm sure that you know if they wanted you to, they they pushed it out mm-hmm. to certain people. But yeah, they had actually updated it and all that other shit. And I was able to get in there and start messing with it. Now I had a problem, <laughs> and it was with uh, updating the firmware. It just would not freaking work. Because what what you had to do is you had to go update the app and then go into the app and update the firmware on this. Yeah, and it would not update. And every time I tried to, it would just Turn the unit off. You know, they're connected Bluetooth. So I called in Vortex, which they were fantastic to work with. A guy named, fuck, I forgot his name. Tyler. Tyler. Guy named Tyler. It Was it Tyler? That's what you texted me. Okay. Uh, very helpful. Very nice. And, like, literally, like, it was his fucking, his job. Like, he just put. Again, I was very Taylor. professional. Taylor, Taylor. yes. That's all he does is talk, Shout to, out to, talk to idiots all day. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were literally on the phone for almost two hours total. Oh, geez. Because he couldn't figure it out. And then he's like, there's one other guy here that's like really dialed in on this thing. Oh, he's not here. So we went through there. We finally figured out the firmware update, got that going. Uh, and then we couldn't get the remote to Bluetooth to the unit. Yeah. Like it would not pick it up. And after like scratching, both of us scratch our heads, trying everything, uh, we finally figured that out. So we got that squared away. Everything's good now. It's gold. Uh, I will say this. Uh, there's, there's some improvement that could be had on the app. The way the app is set up. So like you have folders for your profiles and everything else. I think they should probably update that. And maybe they have. I just need to check the firmware today See if you got one but uh i'm trying to think like uh the revic ballistics app it's pretty easy to develop profiles and move them over to the range finder shit like that yeah uh sig bdx very easy to create profiles and move them over to the unit itself this one it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of weird 
Because, like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. I have to go in. Again, maybe we'll do, like, a screen overview or something at a later date. Like, because I guarantee you this is going to be a point of contention for certain people. Yeah. Is, especially when you're like me, I have the uh, Razer 4000 GB rangefinder. have profiles in it. And then I have this one now, profiles for it. And, like, moving them around, shit like that. It, the way they got it, it's kind of confusing, kind of weird. And, you know, that was something me and Tyler talked about when we were on the phone forever. <laughs> so are you are you limited to 10 on the unit itself, and you can have way more than that you in can, the app? So in the app, you can uh, you can build as many profiles as you want and save it to your folder. Like, you can create new folders. You can share those folders and everything else. Yeah. But you're limited to only... Or no, you have to have, you're not limited, you have to have 10 profiles. And you can only have 10 profiles. Now, you can you can create as many profiles within the app as you want, but you... It's, you got to select which 10 to The upload. way you move files around, it's kind of... It's kind of weird. It's kind of convoluted. I hope they simplify it a little bit. It's it's like going, you can't do it here, but you go over here to this thing, you click on it, then you can tap and drag them. Now, I do like that. Yeah. But then there's no there's no real way. My my other complaint was I did that. I shuffled after me and Tyler kind of went through it and made sure I understood because like it again, it's kind of it's kind of kind of weird. They talk real slow for you. Basically, yes. <laughs> so. After I uploaded some of my own profiles already built on that rangefinder to this one, there's nothing telling you that you actually saved them to that. Like you just move it and then it just you go back. There's nothing like oh sync or loading or anything like that. Yeah, there wasn't yesterday, anyways. Uh, previously, so you know, like Sig BDX, you have to sync it. It captures all your shit. You just moved in there. The Revit, you have to sync it, captures all your shit in there. Uh, but this, the GeoBallistics app, which I, there's a lot of things I like about it. When you move those profiles around, it just, it doesn't tell you. It just does it. Now, I had one time it didn't, one time it did, and I'm not sure what it did different. Yeah. Because there's no, like, there's no. There's no confirmation. Yes. And that's kind of what I'm looking for, basically. Yeah. Well, I don't know why you need more than one. I need 30 out six with my core locks. Does it come loaded with that? Because that would be the most important thing for me. I don't, it has a fuck. This one, this one has 10 profiles preloaded already. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what all it has, but it has a lot of shit. Standard calibers or? Yes. Yeah. Uh, here, let me just pull it up real fast. Maybe. So, I mean, you look at the GeoBlessics app, it has, it's a really, I had GeoBlessics, GeoBlessics, Ballistics app very early on when they first come out. And I didn't like it. Yeah. This is also years ago. Uh, since, and I'm pretty sure, Fitzy may be able to confirm this, didn't Vortex buy them out? So, since getting back on GeoBlessics app, when I bought that uh, Razer 4000 rangefinder. Yeah. Uh, great upgrade. It's very easy to set up your profiles, which nowadays everything is most modern ballistic software. That's kind of more hunting centric stuff like that. It's gotten really freaking good. Yeah, it's gotten really easy to set up your profiles if you just kind of know how to do it. Compared compared to speaking like five years ago, uh, like Hordy app when it wasn't crashing, you'd had to be almost a fucking rocket scientist to figure out how yeah. to do all the shit they wanted, which. I haven't looked at it recently. I'm sure it's gotten way better. But so I forget where I was going. Yeah. So it comes with pre-programmed with 10 profiles. And, and just for shits and grins, before I created my own profile, 
I just kind of looked at BC of the projectile and velocities, and I just kind of stuck it like you know, I was running at that time. I just grabbed because I've got a bunch of it. Horny one weight match uh, yeah. six arc, and because uh, I was trying to get more rounds down this barrel, and I just synced it up to like it's pretty close ballistically speaking and velocity speaking to a six point five Creedmoor one forty three or one forty seven. I don't remember which one. Yeah, it already had that profile. Like I ran steel, you know. Our steel is a little bit smaller than Epsic, but I ran steel out to 800 yards, no problems. I mean, that's just how easy the shit is nowadays. But all I ended up doing was getting in there and changing that profile from the unit itself to match my shit, like the right projectile and everything else. But once you get into the app, like it makes it so freaking easy as far as like setting up your profile. And uh, the thing I like about this app, and I, I, I'm interested to see where they go with it, is it has a map feature. And you can, yeah. you know, hit waypoints. And you can actually measure distance with it, too. And uh, I was <laughs> testing it the other day. It's pretty freaking, pretty, pretty freaking, accurate. pretty good. Now, the map pictures are old as shit. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, this one, unless it's updated, this one is prior to this shopping Doesn't even have a shop on there. Yeah. But, I mean, but I was able to, uh, you know, navigate my way around and measure distances. It's just as close as hitting it with a rangefinder. If you kind of you know exactly where you're at, yeah, and I you, guess your location you is good and all that stuff. Yeah. Now, does it do the thing like Swarovski with the uh, waypoint? Like, no. Okay. Not that I'm aware of, not that I've found, but you could do that. So j- with the 4,000 GB rangefinder handheld in this one, when you're in your map, like you set your little you know, your spot, which is, you know, a little insignia of a person, wherever you range, it marks that it locates it. Now yeah. you could use it like the, are you familiar with the Swarov LL range? How their system Swar- is? You lost me at Swarovski. There's, an, there's a couple other companies I think doing it now, but so it works with another app. I don't remember which one it is. One of the, you know, map apps. Yeah. You can literally take those fucking binoculars, range something and mark it. And mark it. Yeah, and then look through your binoculars as you travel to give you a path to fucking go, that's which pretty is legit. fucking crazy. That's pretty for like elk country and shit like that. Yeah, be for fucking sure. Awesome. Like you shot something, you know, across the valley or whatever, and a lot of them pine trees look the same when you get back up in them trying to look I around. It, I think it gives you like exact directions you need to be heading through the binoculars. I'm, it's been a while since I looked at those. I really want some, but I really don't want to pay that much for them. It might be a little tough time walking down the mountain holding your binoculars just while you're walking you're running into crap. I don't think you're supposed to wear them the whole time out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where the directions are, man. you got to follow directions. You know, I'm super... So, okay, so these are the files. Like You can create any files you want. Uh, the impact file. You can create range, range, uh, range cards, all kinds of shit. My first complaint, like street lock, is usually my go-to for any beginning development on ballistics profiles and data and everything else like Streelock pro or however you say it is like the standard in which i compare almost everything to because you can do so much with an app yeah as far as i mean none of these range finders work with it but it's i always i have an ipad set up with it and i have my phone set up with it anytime i do anything that's the first place i create a profile or that's where i go to compare ballistics on projectiles when i'm getting ready to do something something like that because their libraries are so so vast and everything else the the scope libraries you can get actual picture of the reticle like it's it's a fantastic app for just long range shooting but there's no you can you know sync up kestrels and stuff like that to it but there's no uh 
there's no working with you know no, stuff like this. Yeah. In Kestrel, I mean in Kestrel, in Streelock, you can print out charts. Yeah. Uh, and you can you can adjust the settings on the charts as much as you want. Like you can go to whatever yard you want and everything else like that. Yeah, your increments and stuff. So on this, I have it now. If you can, I have it figured out how to do it. It doesn't give me. It'll give me a chart to the range I've ranged to. Yeah. So like the last time I ranged that was 405 yards. I don't like that. Like and I haven't seen a place to where, like when I build my profile, you know, you can't, there is a place to true it and all that stuff. Like that's great. And then you get the place to put in muzzle velocities at different temperatures, which is very important. I highly recommend people do that. On street lock, you can print out, you can go ahead and hit a chart. After yeah. you true it, you know, you know, it's going to be good and you have this at your you know disposal. But on this one, it only gives you a chart to wherever you range to. So if you wanted an in-depth chart, you're just going to sit there and range something range very far ever. away, which I mean, yeah, I did that and you could share it. You could save it to your watch, which I haven't quite figured out how to make that work. Cause it's probably, I don't have my watch set up, right? But, uh, it's very handy. Uh, a lot of good stuff about it. I won't bore anybody else with more stuff about the app. I would, I'd really like to uh, shoot something where we can like access the app, like show to where I can point out more shit. But uh, moving on to ranging capabilities thus far. Uh, yesterday, now out the boom room window, I can range out to, it's almost 2,800 yards on reflective surfaces. It hits that no problem. On non-reflective, I've already hit 2,400. Now, again, that's non-reflective targets. That's as far as I can get. And that was a telephone pole. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of, you know, vertical dispersion there. But at 2,400, horizontal dispersion. That's a pretty tight target. On a goddamn telephone pole. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, And it hits it pretty easy. I mean, yeah, you got to kind of be still. But um, the great thing about your rangefinder being mounted to your rifle is you're already on a bipod in the rear bag. Yeah. So it makes ranging that much easier. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. That, that is one big thing for that, that it makes it so much steadier. Because, you know, I'm sure myself as many others have struggled trying to hold my range finder and look out the window yeah. and yeah. get your elbow set on your leg and yep. steady up like that. I struggle with that. So I really, li- I really like the idea of this from, like, especially the way I hunt most times I'm by myself, uh, is being able to, and I put my... I don't know if you can see this. My Bluetooth remote right here. Now, whether or not it stays right there is a different story because it may end up getting knocked off. And it may determine that it's not a great location. You'll lose it. But as far as being able to range easily, like that first little button is the range button. Yeah. Which is your menu shit. But, you know, once you fire it up, that's literally the only thing you need to do is range. Uh, If you want to set the wind vector or whatever you want to call it, uh, you got to go up here, which... You, I think you can do most of the stuff from this remote, but the range button is the only thing that's important to me. And being able to quickly just hit it with that trigger finger was, to me, is optimal location. Uh, I've seen people put these sumbitches everywhere yeah. already. But I'm just like, the whole point of it being mounted and everything else is like ease of use. So I just yeah. wanted to put it right there. If you got to release the rifle and move around and do stuff, then you're going to throw yourself off anyway. Exactly. So. I don't, you know, to be determined if it, it can make it right there yeah <laughs> that might get knocked off so you know like i said reflective targets it easily did that 2700 that's just as far as i can go i have to go to a whole new spot to probably push this thing to its max uh, as far as non-reflective reflective but so far like that's freaking phenomenal like yeah. it's 
No, that's way further than anybody's ever going to be concerned with shooting wise. Exactly. Like if this thing will consistently hit two thousand yards and in without no problems, then I'm I'm more than satisfied. Yeah. It, it, you know, beam diversion as far as like the width of the beam and everything else, to be determined. I've been playing with it a little bit. It seems like it kind of falls right in line. You know, in my scope within the reticle. It seems like the width of the beam, once you get out the distance, obviously it's going to magnify. Yeah. You know, for people that don't know. Uh, seems like it's about a mil, mil wide, like mil hash to mil hash wide. And uh, that makes it kind of easy when you start really pinpointing range and shit through trees. Because that's one thing a lot of people don't think about on range finders is figuring out like your beam divergence, which most of the time, whatever the size of the aiming device or you know whatever you want to call that in your range finder like if it's a circle yeah it's going to be going to be pretty pretty close to what the size what of the, the beam is going to be yeah. uh i really like the Revic for it's not circle it's more of a rectangle and yeah. it makes it easy to like shoot through certain areas and hit stuff but this one if i was putting it through awkward uh awkward ranging positions like through trees they gotta get over just barely over a tree and hit the back of something uh just i'd go to the bottom side of the mill and, and hit it every time and yeah. I, i'm sitting here i'm confirming ranges with this with three other range finders so vortex the sig 10ks the sig 6ks and i think i had my revic out as well like just confirming ranges that everything kind of reads the same they're all within they're all pretty much dead you know dead the same uh yeah fantastic results so far and, I, and, and like i said the wind capture mode is a little bit different than it is on the uh handheld rangefinder but it still is kind of like the same scenario so the handheld rangefinder the wind capture mode and they have some name for it i was looking for it earlier i can't remember what it is the rangefinder handheld you aim into the direction the wind's blowing from Hit the wind capture mode and then set your speed. And then it just remembers that. Yeah. So no matter where you're turning, it knows it what knows direction it's coming based from. Based off of its compass. Now you have to be sure you calibrate your compass as always. It knows what direction it's coming from as long as you get the speed right, which is where most people fuck up. Yeah. So uh, you got to guess that. Yeah. You know, that's where the Kestrel comes in. Now, this will talk to Kestrels and other bullshit if you want to go that route. But, uh, this one you don't actually aim your shit into the wind because then be moving your gun around. Yeah. You just set the direction Tell of the wind. It, well, yeah, see what direction. That's very from. easily. You just hit this button and it you know gives you the the spot to do it. You set the direction and then hit set and then you set the miles per hour. Very easy and it may, they make it very easy to change on the fly. Which get again, soon as I want to say eight or nine a.m. Vortex put out their videos always put out, which is like a rundown video, how to set it up video and how to use it video. Now the how to use it video is pretty long, but I would recommend anybody just go watch all those videos uh, and make sure you calibrate it fine. Like there's a whole lot lot of functionality in that, that yes. And that's, and why not go straight to them guys uh, that are going to sit there and walk you through it and exactly how it's going to be done. Instead mm -hmm. of my dumb ass, just grabbing that and starting to push buttons and see what happens. No, as far as I'm aware and concerned, no one does the, that side of the things better than vortex. Like when they come out with new product nowadays, there's a brief overview video. There's a complete how to, and the completely how to set it up videos. And if you just, yeah, it may take up, 
three hours of my life. Yeah. But if you just sit through there and you have the stuff with you and you just play with it as, you know, pause the video, play with it, mess with it, play with the app and everything else. If you just do that, it'll make your life way easier in the end. You mean yeah. I can't just bolt it to my gun, hit the button and have an accurate firing solution? Can on a thirty out six. That's how that works. See, I just let Wade do all that work, and then I come out here and shoot it, and let yeah, him handle all that, does. and just let it go. Are the thirty out six profiles and three eight profiles preloaded? Like if it if it detects a range past four hundred, it just says do not shoot it just on the screen. Yeah, so the the funny thing is, you can set max vital range, you can set energy threshold, you can set velocity threshold to where. Uh, when it lights up, basically in your chart. Just, hey, have, hey, don't do that. If you, I mean, for, and funny thing is, for a three way, it's all at hundred yards. Yeah, <laughs> there is no limit on the on the odd six. I'm sorry, just go. It's fifty for the odd six. Yeah. So not, I mean, not for North America. As far as like their ballistic software, meaning like I got in there, I I have all of the information correctly, correct, you know. Uh, they have a pretty good library. I haven't found a bullet yet that they don't have, which I'm running. I'm not running anything crazy. Uh, so we pre-upload like overall length and stuff like that, but yeah. projectile and everything else. Uh, always double check that because you never know. Uh, make sure your scope, your optic height, and all to the board and everything is squared away. And chances are your data is going to be squared away. Now it does have velocity truing and. Uh, I don't know. It's it's pretty fantastic little software. Um, most of them are nowadays. I mean, yeah. I think they're pretty well getting it figured out with ballistic software and projectiles being so good. But like practically, like just no nonsense. You go out in the field. How does this thing work? Like, what do you do? Like, Many. like, like if I if I don't know what a weapon, if any of this bullshit is flying over my head, the the impact of anything else, like how. You know, I'm out in the field. I see something I want to shoot. What does that process look yeah. like? What are you going to tell me to do with it? Have you, have you already mounted it? Yeah, yeah. So you're going to mount it up <laughs> yeah. and everything else. Mount it up and it's zeroed and everything else. Now, caveat, before I tell you to use your rangefinder, I'm going to tell you this. Learn how to shoot, motherfucker. No. Yes. That, number one, yes, that. <laughs> it's the gun. It's not the shooter. Range before you dial. Yeah. I'm going to say this again. Range... Before you dial, yeah. if you see, and I can see where this could be a problem, and it's not really that much problem. You just learn where it changes. It. So once you start dialing the scope, the crosshairs are moving. Yeah, you're you're going to change. And your shit's not true anymore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where you're so from. if you're going to do that, know how it changes. Like mine, I know when I start dialing that usually it's a mill or two, and you know. But anyways, uh, the best thing to do is just range for you dial. Now once it's zeroed. If you zero it properly, which they give you the instructions, they give you a zero target and all that shit, do it. It's very easy, but you should be able to just point on it, point at you know range. So yeah. once it gives you your range, if you have your ballistics profile selected or uploaded, whatever, you just dial and hold for when to shoot. Yeah, I think that's kind of the important thing that people don't realize is that you have like obviously when you zero the laser range finder, you're zeroing it to your reticle, but you're like. People get the ballistic thing. Like it's, it's light, it's traveling in a straight line. Your line of sight's traveling in a straight line. So you need to be on zero. You're actually zeroing it. This is going to, it's probably going to mess people's minds up. When you zero this, 
before you even go down there, you measure from the center of the, you know, the scope to the center of this. And they give you a little target that gives you like a little hold point. Yeah. For your optic. For your crosshair. And then you put a little reflector at that measurement. And you zero that laser, visible laser, on the reflector. So you doing this at 100 yards or 200? They say 50 to 100. I did mine at 100. Yeah. And it it's fine out to 1,000. Yeah. Again, but if like you find yourself in a situation where you're like, I'm going to shoot 400 or dial a few for that, and I'm going to just jump over there and you know range to 800, you might get the wrong range. So you either have to know, like physically get out there and figure out. Know the correction. Where it changes it. Or you just go back to zero and it'll yeah. range properly every time. Yeah. You should probably play with it anyways, figure out like it's deviation, like the beam deviation. Like I said, in my scope, it's a mill, yeah. which is the first focal plane optic. But once you set up your profile and all that, it's literally like your ballistic solution is right here. You capture your wind bearing or you put your wind bearing in there. And if you know the velocity, put it in there. It's literally going to tell you elevation and wind. Yeah. So, you're a one-man snapper. Well, I think that's the, you know, what this is made to do is make it where you don't have to come off the gun to get range, firing solution, any of that. You know, you don't have to pull out your handheld and get switched to the gun. Yeah. And so if you have a target that's moving, have you messed around with the scan mode much? Nope. I haven't messed with any of any of the other okay. ranging, like the ELR range mode. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, that's on whatever normal ballistics ranging mode. Yeah. Like, I haven't pushed the ELR to see how much it would do. That's just... Plain Jane generic. Uh, I heard the hyperscan thing is pretty pretty awesome. I'll probably never run it because yeah. I I'll, I'll, I I already confirm my ranges. Like I'll range it a couple times. Now I'm sure that shit will eat up some fucking battery. Uh, for my what I'm gonna be doing with this, I, yeah. don't, I don't really need like a constant scan mode. So you're saying it's overkill for me to have that in my deer blind at 75 yards on my 30 out six. Hey, if that's what you want, you know, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> yes, probably. Uh, yeah, but if bit. you're going to, you know, application-wise, long-range shooting and hunting, especially not hunting. Uh, and again, for the guy that asked about if it works at nighttime, yes, it'll work at nighttime. Lasers don't care. No. And the, the, the cool thing is when you're you're running the, some, some sort of rangefinder uh, radius or whatever, Raptor, everything else, if you're running a clip on night vision to see like the laser beam go Ooh, out there. I was yeah. gonna say that's what we should do. We need to set this up with known ranges. And at night we can actually like if we if we paint it on a target, we'll actually be able to show the width of the beam. Yeah. Yeah. At a thousand yards with night vision. Most time uh, I wanna say on my radius it was a pulse. So it made it kinda hard to see, but we'll see. But if if we have it on camera we can measure we can measure Right. Yeah, because uh, I'd be curious to see, like, at a thousand yards, how big is the beam? The beam divergence or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna guess it's about. I'm not even gonna guess. Never mind. We'll just have to see. That was my favorite thing. Can it range two two MOA target at a thousand yards? I'm like, can you shoot a two MOA target at a thousand yards? Because yes, a lot of people can't. I would certainly hope it can. Two MOA at a thousand yards. Yeah. Meaning 20 inch target. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Technically, it's a little bit yeah. more, but whatever. Hey. 
what rangefinder can't that's <laughs> now that's the fuck. Is it probably zeroed? Well, okay, okay, it's been low contrast target. Wait. Oh my god, uh, get the non reflective. So far, it's this and that 4000 GB handheld, like ranging capabilities are pretty fucking fantastic. Yeah, pretty. This one, when you when you include the Bluetooth remote, it makes it a little bit slower, but it's not like it's. Yeah, make or break situation. I, I know everybody online saying fa- it's faster than the Raptors. Uh, it's faster than anything. If you use, if you don't use a remote, you just do this. It's instant. Like it's. Well, I think one of the technology. One crazy. of the biggest yeah. uh, points for me on this is even if you think that's bulky or you hate it, because like what I would like to see is one that's like within a thousand yards, maybe fifteen hundred yards, but like right. as small as possible footprint. Yeah. Um. And almost the concept-wise, I think if you were to, to do something where it's like the there's like the diving board, but it's like part of it, and it like mm-hmm. quick attaches to the actual base, yes. so you can just pull the whole thing off. Yeah, your so ring. you could do you could do something similar to the Badger, to where the diving board actually just mounts on top of it, but do yeah, some yeah. sort of quick connect to where it's all integrated. Yeah, because then it's then you can get you know different heights and then be able to have it modular where you can really suck it down on the scope yeah. or to fit your your setup. But I mean, my question is, so with the way Bluetooth technology is and everything, why couldn't they uh, separate the brains and the the actual, actual range? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Actually, most of that bulk is going to be in the. Uh, the um, zero, like the adjustment and the actual laser modules mm-hmm. itself. I'm sure the brain part of it's like the smallest part. I'd probably, guess. I was just, I was looking at the pictures online. I'm like, Ooh, I kind of want to take one apart, <laughs> um, which I might do. If you take yours apart, I want to see it. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> you got a screwdriver over there. Yeah. It looks like it's or a Allen T- head. I guess it's I was, T15 I probably. The, like I said, the, the only, the only thing I can see people complaining about is, uh, the when you're zeroing it like it's kind of weird i don't know you can get a lot of movement out of it but like i said uh it stays zero on ar and me throwing it around in a side by side and shit like that so i don't know it's very strange that you can it's kind of sloppy well even okay this is the first one even if it's not perfect yes a year or two years from now there's going to be so many more options and different i'm sure different form factors like it's really exciting because this is literally yes. the future. Like this, you know, five, ten years from now, people are not going to not be using these. Absolutely. You know, I really like the uh, little HUD or heads up display here. Get, it gives you a big old backlight button that you can quickly throw on, and it automatically self orientates. So if like you mount it vertically, it automatically just swaps over unlike yeah. the radius where you had to. But you know. <laughs> Unlike all the other ones that have existed before, Vortex is going to sell so fucking many of these. And what's cool about that is it's going to drive like the next iteration. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like, what are some things you'd think would be cool to see in there? Maybe an actual level. That's what be... I was going to bring up. Either give me a digital level or put a level yeah. on it. Well, I think to where did... I can I can just completely, you know, contingent upon our mounting system is squared away. Yeah, where I can completely just do away with have to deal with levels on the rifle itself. Yep. Uh, give me some sort of like a digital or whatever built-in level. Uh, obviously, the the easy go-to is fucking lighter and smaller. Yeah. But that's you know that's literally everybody. Mounting solutions. I'd really like to see something like that. Start playing with mounting solutions. Meaning, 
you know, like a fucking uh, uh, night vision or a thermal mm-hmm. mounts onto, you know, that, that style, something, something along those lines, something that's going to mount up really good, but pretty quick. Yeah. Not this changey shit like the radius, but uh, different mounting options, integrated level. The level needs to be on there. Like, I think I the level would be so like even if it's like the one style, like because the technology and all that's already going to be in there. Yes, and just adding a couple LEDs. Yeah, we, or even on the screen. I'll forewarn you: watch the video before you try to calibrate this. The compass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it just reminded me of drones, like so calibrating you just, drones. You're looking at like if not, you're just looking at the you know the manual, and the first thing you have to do is this figure eight motion, and they're fucking like. In the drawings, it makes you think of one thing, but when you go back and watch the video, it's like something totally different. Totally doing it different. <laughs> and it feels like a meme you can make that. of like the guys twirling the guns and be like me trying to calibrate my vortex. <laughs> yes, <and> you're not <laughs> so a real like, man. You need instructions. You gotta wake. You gotta do uh, figure eight motion and then like all the different directions, twisted fifteen seconds. Uh, the fig- the figure eight, even after watching the video. I failed. I failed so many times. Screwed it so up. Just like I mean, what you, do you want from me? You learn the eight. I mean, it's really not. It's not. That oh, hard. I wish I, I had a you. brand new one. We could pull out and see if you could hit it the first time. Like I said, it's, it's funny because it reminds me of when I first got my first drone and like you used to. They used to be really bad about that. Yes. You're doing all the shit. It'd be like fake compass calibration failed. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's. I don't. Know, it's you know, every thirty miles they say you move is when you when you need to yeah, recalibrate it. Yeah, re- any big moves, go ahead and recalibrate it because. Especially like if you want everything to be true and squared away, dead on, yeah. I would, I would like to see again integrated level, obviously lighter and smaller. Me personally, I wouldn't be offended about a a strong visible laser. I don't give a fuck about the goddamn night vision capable, which I tell people this all the time. A good visible laser is night vision capable. It's just. I'm I'm thinking about shooting animals. I don't care if the people can see the fucking. Oh, but wait, what yeah. if you're fighting in <laughs> Russia, Wade? Be in trouble. I wouldn't be. You're totally in your, you're in your sniper's hide. You know, you don't want to reveal your <laughs> position. A stupid cow. It's not going to see that. Now, smart old mature buck. You ain't oh about my shooting god! At Here we go anyway. with the deer shit. Uh, I wouldn't be that upset because like shit's going to happen. You're going to knock this fucker around. It wouldn't bother me to have a good laser just like click that bitch on and make sure I'm ranging the right thing. Yeah, it, it's sad because being that lasers are so heavily regulated by the FDA, I'm wondering how much of like the right. limitation is that because it's not like a it's not like red laser diodes are incredibly I think I think they just like you need it to zero it and that's it. Like, yeah, it, I think they. I don't think I think they. You know. Cut cost, save battery, shit like that. Uh, which brings me to something I was going to bring up. This appears to eat through batteries, but I've used it a lot on one battery. But it, like on the app, you can see its battery percentage. Battery power, uh, yeah. I don't know if it, there was like some sort of disconnect, but it seemed like when I was messing with it, it seemed like it was fucking eating up battery, which I was also trying to download shit. So maybe that had something to do with it. So. So far, I've only swapped one battery, and I've had this thing on forever. Uh, so maybe it doesn't use a lot of battery. Maybe it does. I, I you know, I don't know. What kind uh, of batteries does it run on? Lithium CR one two threes. There you go. Loads right here, and yeah. the cap has a little, little keeper, a little so, which is great. Uh, comes with a nice little cover. 
which I recommend people using because when you're in transit, you're going to knock it the fuck around. Any kind of, you know, anything that's going to protect it a little bit in transit is going to be great. Yeah. You know, changes, obviously, yeah. Like I said, a nice visible laser. I, I could see how it'd be handy or the ability to maybe add one, add one on at some point. I don't fucking know. The level, that's, to me, that's just, that's a must. And then the ability, like, work on our profiles and let's let's continue to develop the app out because uh, there's a lot of great shit on it. There's a lot of stuff, like, mainly the profiles and shit like that. It's like, we're lacking a little bit in this category. <laughs> you know, that's just me nitpicking like a son of a bitch. Yeah. All in all, I'm very impressed with it. Is it worth it? I think I think that's the the final question. Yes, absolutely. To you, for sure. <laughs> to a guy like me, you know, like you don't even shoot over hundred yards. You don't even uh, need a rangefinder. Hey, I, I do when I come out here. But no, I mean that's it's a it's a lot of overkill, and like there's so much capability built into that thing. That I mean, I'm completely unprepared. I'm sitting over here contributing nothing to this podcast, just kind of watching and learning, because <laughs> I, I had no idea what we were talking about. But uh, that's, I mean, that's overkill for a guy like myself. Yeah. But for somebody like you, who's dedicated into that and spends a lot of time shooting cows out there, long ways and stuff like that. It, today, uh, but today's standards, uh, as far as rangefinders and ballistics on board and environmentals on board and the ability, like. <clears throat> going back to the app, like <clears throat> you can even go because it tracks your location, you know, whatever. You can set it to where while you're using you it, if you have an app following you around. <laughs> but you can also input your own stuff if you're like not trusting it or you turn it on too fast and didn't let it warm up, whatever. But you can also set it to where if you can pull off the nearest weather station, which is airports, like technology wise, it's pretty, it's pretty happening. Yeah. It's got a lot more capability than what most people actually use. And if you want to, you know, again, like mo- most people, yeah. excuse me, aren't going to the range with a spotter. Like, I feel like that's a thing anyways. No. This, especially from a... Jesus is my spotter. <laughs> especially from a hunting standpoint, like this is where it's really going to shine in my eyes. Because like... Well, it's, again, if, are, are you out there shooting unknown distance frequently? Which yes. is mostly most of the people doing that are hunters or probably NRL hunter or something. Yeah. Uh, not really your PRS guys. But yeah, if you're out there hunting and you're like, I'm going to need to be able to on the fly arrange something and get a solution. Like, well, I mean, the best that's best out there. The thing about most longer range hunting or most hunting in general, unless they're standing at a feeder, most animals are moving like yeah. nearly nonstop. And I've seen it before, like it'd be a point of contention with. If I don't have someone I trust to run my run my rangefinder, I won't like. Even if they Give ask it to me, me, let me do it. I just do it myself. Yeah, and even you know I'm pretty fast at it, pretty good at it. But it, there's still like there's that split second when you're going from your rangefinder to your scope. Well, rangefinder dial scope. Yeah, this eliminates that. Like I can literally just be ranging and you know, boom. I you know, I don't know for for as many people are getting into long range shooting, long range hunting. This is total game changer. There I said it. Fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. Well, if you're somebody who already, <laughs> if you're somebody who doesn't even own a rangefinder right now or any of that. Oh yeah. You're probably not the target market. But if you have yeah. one, like this is just that improved. Like you said, it yeah. cuts out the yeah. the downtime. Yeah, that much better and faster and built in, <clears throat> ready to rock. Not yeah, I mean, swap. Your, your uh, spot and scope and 
shooting scope, rangefinder, synced in with your crosshairs. What else do you want here? Yeah. You're one man wrecking crew here. Make it so even old Fitzy could go kill him something with it. Is that a I challenge? bet. Was that a challenge? That uh, is a challenge, Fitzy. He has one. You, you use it to mag dump in the burns? Huh? Is that, I use is it to post favorite? cool pictures on the internet and to market. Yeah. See how far from the computer screen you are? I don't, I don't. Did you take that to the Taylor Swift concert and range exactly how far you were from her? And then Mark, I, I didn't have to range. It was like from me to you. <laughs> it was like 10 feet. If she only knew, she'd be creep, creeped out right now. 100%. 100%. <laughs> the, uh, I don't actually, I don't need those because I just kind of like guess the the adjustment and I tend to be right. I just go on my gut. You have the calibrated eye? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it's, it's funny. I was joking about that, but uh, I did that whenever we first took out that, which, no, yours is a 20 inch, same setup at 18 inch. Yeah. And I was like, it probably is about that at 600. And it was probably about that. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, that's another conversation for another day. Like with modern cartridges. <laughs> exactly. Modern cartridges. Modern cartridges. Shooting, again, this might trigger some people, whatever. I don't care. Shooting 600 should be easy as fuck. Yeah. Even well, if, even if, like, I can take just about any cartridge. As long as the scopes zeroed properly and all that shit, like we're con- you know contingent upon our equipment set up properly, yeah, just about any modern cartridge and not even know. I mean, I'll know velocities kind of off the top of my head, anyways, but not even know anything about it. And I can literally just go out there and do the old uh, Kentucky windage. No minus two trick and pretty much get her get her yeah. in the ballpark. Pretty much six hundred yards again. Six hundred yards, pretty easy. Yeah, uh, unless you're shooting yeah. three hundred eight. Yeah, that's a very tough shot. That's a ELR, well, I mean, ELR ranges right there. <laughs> the the big difference too, like you just got to ha- have a whole different perspective on all this. For me, I've got two to three rifles that I'm going to shoot out that far. I got yeah. you know my six five I've had out here, and you just like you learn mm-hmm. where your dopes are and all that stuff, and it's not hard. But I because I've got one platform that's yeah. consistent. I shoot the same ammo in, and I run it all the time. So you learn that, and. Then I, I have my two two four Valkyrie. I, I do the same with it. Yeah, and it's not that hard to sort out one to two rifles like that. But you know, for a guy like you, who's you know yeah. five six rifles in this room right now, all of them shooting different speeds, different bullets, all the different stuff, and it can you know. get complicated. But uh, you know, when you get out to a thousand, when you start swapping different rifles, different projectiles, it can get complicated, and you have to like again. I have. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess every ballistics calculator program on my phone, and then I just have to like because I want I want to be informed when we test and shit. Range finders, yeah, profiles of range finders. Like it's it gets a little crazy, but when you start looking at modern cartridges, six point five creed, six creed, six arc, and others, anything modern that fall within a pretty close velocity range and fall within a pretty close BC range on a projectile, yeah. If you're talking ipsic size targets, you can pretty much walk them out to, generally speaking, about 700 pretty fucking easy. Yeah. If you can read wind where the shit. Because they're all going to be, they're going to be pretty close. That's why the shit's easier than what people realize. Uh, these modern high BC projectiles carry energy out of those ranges. That's why I urge everybody, like, step out of your comfort zone, practice a lot. And then when you go hunting, you don't have to go. Well, I could have shot that, but I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. I don't know how to shoot that I didn't that feel far. comfortable with that. Well, if you'll, like in me, uh, I'll practice well beyond anywhere I'll anticipate shooting to. Yeah. Because 
as far as like the only real nowadays modern cartridge modern equipment, the only real equalizer there is is fucking wind. Yeah. Like we yet <laughs> they, they don't know if that Trigicon ever come out that as a rangefinder that read the wind out to five hundred. Yeah. Off of like dust particles and shit. Yeah. It's crazy awesome. But wind is still the equalizer. Like you can read the wind at you, but you still have to be able to be pretty salty at reading it wind at, at your distance. target. Yeah. So that's why the good thing about that is like you you have to practice at that, like knowing how it feels, certain winds or how it looks, the barrage and yeah. what this tree looks like when those winds blowing yeah, this direction. You're not like going to carry kind of, a windsock with you and set it out there. Any kind of indicators you can get to like have a better idea because that is the only true equalizer by today's standards. Yeah. That's I have a I have a question for you. This is like approaching this thing as a different from a different perspective. Do you think that this could be used as like a training aid or implementation to like let's say you get a new rifle, you get it synced up, this thing's mounted on your guns. It, it's giving you a faster it's getting you up to speed faster in terms of being able to know like what the holds are at various ranges. <laughs> Do you think that would be a good training aid or training tool? Yes. Anything any modern advancements in equipment are good good for training aid. Like, because if you want to be like a very ethical hunter at longer ranges, like you need to practice your craft and any any kind of new modern equipment that you can use to make you better at it. But like, even if you're not shooting, you're just spending time like going out there, like constantly ranging on different temperatures, different days, and everything else. Like anything that's going to aid you to make you better at like. Because when you're hunting, the, sometimes shit happens on the fly. And if you don't know your equipment back and forth, your cartridges back and forth, like you shouldn't be making, like, again, like if animals are pretty much constantly moving. Yeah. Well, you get and amped if, up in the middle of all that and you start forgetting all that stuff easy. Like you're not going to pull that out the night before you go. Take that to, you know, open I'm the weekend and go will. kill that big old deer. <laughs> well, yeah. But. You know, it, pre, pre-hunting, pre like you can get out there and like, Say that, like everybody just wants to go like hundred yard increments. Yeah, shoot the targets. We're good, confirmed. What I like to do is move around the range and go shorter increments, range it, see what the, the difference is. Because like, say from I don't know six hundred six fifty, it may be just a few tenths difference. I you know I'm just kind of pulling off the top of my head here, but I'm not gonna like if I know it falls within a certain yardage like six hundred six fifty, and I know my cartridge because I've done the ranging beforehand it's only going to like change two tens or whatever you know whatever the case may be yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it dialed in for whatever the original distance is i'm just gonna hold a little bit higher mm-hmm. that's where something like this like really utilizing it before the hunt and then practicing it especially having it right here i can also know like very easily i don't have to look at a phone or nothing like that i'm just range oh range oh well, I just know I need to hold another tenth high to get me to this yardage. Like that's where something this handy uh, is fucking handy. Like I, I don't know how to. Yeah, well, that comes back to what you were just saying. Is, uh, everybody bitching about this thing, or like all the douchebags who go to the same range and they shoot at the same <laughs> targets at the same distance, like, and they like they don't see the use for it because again, it's like right. well, it's seven hundred, old seven hundred. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The reality of the situation is the people that. The people that are in the market for this are going to love it. The people who are in the market have already bought it or are on their way to buy it. Probably. Right now. <laughs> Probably. And it, 
Yeah, I don't know what else <clears> to say. I mean, other than, yeah. It's some people look at it and be like, $2,000? Well, that's just because they don't know the value that this brings to the table. Yeah. I mean, and, really, from there, I mean, what else do you need other than if they could get the laser or wind reading bullshit, like, in a micro form? Like, what, I mean, and I, it becoming more integrated with the optics and the optic base. Other Like, past right. that, I mean, is there, I don't, you know. Other than just completely, almost all of them becoming integrated, which I think eventually will be a thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, the, nobody uh, got shit like sinking to your chamber temps to adjust the ballistics profile. I mean, at some point, we'll probably get there. Yeah. You know, as long as my thoughts are always something like, you know, people like Brian Lentz and others like him are what really push the autists. Yes. Okay. Or really what push like technologies and you know ballistics it's all that shit to the next level, like getting better and everything else. Are are we or do we have any new and upcomers? Like is anybody else gonna get into this to continue pushing this forward? I just can't you know, sometimes well, how, I how much think do you very push it forward yeah. past moving the distances? And we've talked about that with ELR. <laughs> that shit's gotten ridiculous. But what I'm getting at is like more yeah. integrations, well, like think. realistic distances, zero to a fifteen hundred. It's just like refining the packages that already exist, other than the winding re- uh, reading wind thing, because that is the, like you said, that's the one different equalizer of all men. I think, you know, we're we're getting pretty good on ballistics and all that stuff, and again, modern cartridges make it really easy, and uh, automatically, like higher BC projectiles propelled at certain velocities, always give you like a much better window in misjudging wind yeah but i think our next as far as uh software and uh, all that kind of stuff range runners and everything else i think the in- next the next few steps will probably be like integrated products which we already know we're heading that direction like range finder in within the optic in the scope, and everything yeah. else with onboard ballistics and all that shit yeah. uh i well, think that's probably the next 10 years going to be that's going to be standard mostly about past that we need to work on this wind rating shit. Because, like I said, the, the, isn't it, is it a Trigicon or EOTech who did that? Trigicon. So, the way it worked is basically off of the laser, it like picked up the fucking uh, dust particles dust and particle got them air. air. That's, uh, that's ridiculous. I think that thing's pretty fucking huge. Yeah. yeah. And it was going to be very expensive. But they made the first one. Let's start working on it. Like, yeah. as LiDAR technology gets better and all that kind of bullshit. Uh, well, I think I think of- we're probably as far as being widely available at any kind of useful range. I think we're still pretty good ways out on like the wind rating technology. Yeah. But I think again, that's that's the we've we've pushed cartridges about as far as we can go as far as being the most efficient at cutting through the wind to where you don't have to be as good at reading wind. That's why a lot of people get into seven PRCs, three PRCs because. You're cutting. You're such a highly efficient bullet that you don't have to be really good at reading wind. Yeah, which is great in a hunting scenario because you don't always have a lot of time to figure out the wind. Other than like the you know the fury type cartridges where we're going to push them even faster. Yeah, I think it would be you know much better to really focus on technology that helps us read the wind better, uh, whether that be. Some sort of camera technology or LiDAR technology that uh, looks at a uh, mirage. 
or the whole laser reading dust particles. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not smart enough to figure this that, out. Yeah, but. I'm just sitting here thinking about that. Like, how complicated would that be? Can you tell it, you know, try to come up something to tell it to read at yes. 500 yards, yeah. tell it to read at 750 yards, tell it to read at 1,000. Like, right. how do you differentiate between those yardages to get yeah. that to read? Like, somebody smarter than us going to have to think about that. But Definitely going to be... We don't have any exciting times as far as rifles and everything else. Like the technology that's coming out, the the optics and the cartridges and everything else. Like it's fantastic. And I, even if this wasn't as so far, again, this is just one of many. Yeah, my experience has been fantastic with it, and I'm super excited about where this is going to go. And other companies is coming out with their own stuff and everything else. Where this shit's wasted on a f- completely undeserving <laughs> undeserving crowd of people because like daniel's probably gonna have one <laughs> no <laughs> hey he did if get you a, build it and put if you build it put it on a rifle and give it tell to him, him like yeah this button it's going here to, wait put, this that is, probably you, is a good selling point for him you have to just wrap it with tape like, like they see them people do their grandparents <laughs> for tv remotes you got channel and that's it just wrap everything in tape so this is the only button you need yeah figure it out daniel I thought he would be much more in love with the... Because I did sell him on a... It took a little bit of work, but I did sell him on a DS Swaro. Yeah. Which is the rangefinder integrated with the scope. Uh-huh. And it you know gives you holdovers, essentially. Yeah. I thought it was going to be harder to sell him on that, but I sold him on it because it's for Taylor. Yeah. You know, That's his excuse anyway. Shit. Yeah. Uh, on a 6.5 PRC. That thing is badass, but it's like a... <laughs> Monster It's like heavy. a goddamn... I call it a hog leg, but it's like a telescope up there on your rifle. Yeah. But it, it is, it literally is the next integration in all this stuff is like that sub thousand yard, thousand yard and in ballistic software, solver and everything else. Like you just hit a, hit a fucking button on the scope and it literally pops up. Just I mean, it works just like a red dot on your crosshair. Well, you can, on that one, the Gen 2 DS is, I guess is what you call them. You can uh, change the type of holdover it gives you and give you different wind gradients, yeah. like at different speeds. It would be interesting to see where Swirl takes that. Because I was told, I don't know if there's any truth to it, is they've owned Burris, and they come up with the technology for Burris to do the eliminator. Yeah. Again, this could be totally fabricated and bullshit, but I was told they come up with the technology and they just push it over to Burris and let them kind of develop it until it was to a certain point, and then they went in and come out with their own. Yeah. They did the low end of it. Yeah, it could be Swarovski bullshit, put their name but, on it. Yeah. It's got this exact same technology. You put the Swaro name on it and jack the price. Now, up. that DS is badass, and I am going to get one to build a dedicated night hunting sixth grade. Uh, yeah. Just literally, like, just be able to, like, why reach not? out and touch. Yeah. I mean, why not have Swaro on a freaking night rig uh, for lights, obviously? But, anyways, uh, that's enough ramblings, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we've probably been way longer than what we had to originally anticipate. Oh, yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, all good. Miles just wouldn't shut up. Jesus, no, Miles, dude. talking about your literally. goddamn fancy football league bullshit. Hell yeah, literally sitting over here in the corner, just like, oh, that's cool. I, I never never had my hands on one of these, and so I'm just let I'm me, just over here learning. Just over here learning. Let me ask you this: If you didn't live in a city, you know, because you were one of them city boys, pretty much, would you buy one? Have I sold you on it yet? Probably not, because I'm a cheap bastard. Cheap son of a bitch. Well, I mean, you know, I hunt. I, I got a deer lease in hill country, and right. so a lot of that stuff you're looking at 
I mean, the biggest open field we got territory. is 300 yards. Yeah. <laughs> I need some good brush-busting heavy core locks oh when I do God. them cedar trees. No, but I could see this. Like, when I, I go out and hunt in Pampa up in the Panhandle sometimes, right. I got some family up there, and that would definitely be awesome to stretch out across those canyons because there's so much elevation change when you are get, get off that cap rock and mm-hmm. those canyons and stuff like that, and you may shoot across two canyons shoot a scene of pigs or coyotes or whatever else and that's the fun shit to shoot in oh yeah wind gradient becomes a stellar problem when you start shooting across oh yeah that's one thing that people don't understand and it's gotten me a few times yeah yeah we'll say that for the wind gradient's a whole (laughs) nother topic that's uh a lot of people just don't think about until you get further down the rabbit hole longer and shooting but anyways uh have we have we missed anything? I mean, that's a pretty good little overview, I suppose. I feel pretty knowledgeable about it at this point. <laughs> You're just gonna go brag on nine. I'm a vortex specialist. Yeah. Anything to add, John? No. <laughs> I can always tell when he's just gonna say no by the yeah. way he reacts. Sorry to pull you away from your Taylor Swift searching over there. <laughs> Anyways. Be sure to go check out outofammunitions.com. Uh, we'll probably put a few of these on the website here pretty soon. And if you're in Midland, go by Out Outdoors. And we appreciate Miles being here with us today. Random stop by. Surprise visit here. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time.